Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, happy Sunday. We are here, as always. Uh, it is a Palatini with Dan and... Meg. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. More importantly, how are you? I am slowly dying. <laughs> and why is that? I, oh, I had a uh, wedding last night with my fraternity <laughs> brothers, and I am I am feeling it right now. <laughs> And then some. You don't feel young anymore. You know, I'm not as young as I used to be. That's. We'll just leave it at that. I don't know. Yeah. But it was really good to see everybody. Oh. And uh, Jim didn't go because uh, he was uh, was supposed to be flying. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I brought my my other gay wife, Sasha. So mm-hmm. we had a great time, and it was fun. We tore up the dance floor. We literally her between her and I. Now, mind you, I was still giving the DJ drinks because I was like, what do you need? So he's like, gin and so. I'm like, yeah, got it. And I was like, also, can you play Cher? Also, can you play Whitney? Also, can- <laughs> So that's why you're doing the drinks. I was like, I, <laughs> I felt as long as you kept bringing him drinks. And yeah. like, you can play the songs that I want to play. And then he's like, electric slide and cha-cha slide. Or he, I was like, and he's like, no, that's on the no playlist. I was like, oh, come on. That is a new thing. There's now like no playlist for everybody. I don't get it. I could understand. Those are the fun dances. Yeah. So I could understand like, okay, how people want to do like the chicken dance and stuff. Like, do not do that at my wedding. But I will say the slide gets everybody out there. Did you say the chicken dance? Yeah. You know, people do that at the weddings. Nobody does that. Oh, pe- I have seen it. <laughs> My own two eyes. Okay, that should be on the was, perpetual no playlist. Yes, I was mortified. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Um, so I get the I get having a no playlist. Um, but when it comes to the electric slide, the cha-cha slide, the Cupid Shuffle, those, I mean, you have to have them. My thing is, you need to do something that gets everybody on the dance floor. Right. And there were not a lot of people on the dance floor. See? So, like, that, that, those dances are key, yeah. I think. Or would, Whitney or Cher or whatever, you know. Oh. It's but every, I tell you what, as soon as I played Cher or Whitney, like, or I played, as soon as yeah, I told. Yeah, as, as soon as you got up there, the whole DJ. As soon as I asked the DJ to play Cher or Whitney, everybody was on the dance floor. And so, like, I think you need a DJ and then you need, like, a gay person to be like, this is the song you need yeah, to play. Because right. <laughs> everybody loves it. I'm going to need this song next. We have Cher in the lineup. Yeah, right. Exactly. And he's like, which song? I was like, turn back time. Duh. 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 Come on. What are you, straight? Come on. Um, <clears throat> no, but it was really cool to see everybody. Uh, I saw people that I haven't seen in years. Um, I love that. And it's nice to see like them and their wives and like, mm-hmm. you know, and no kids because they all ditch their kids on their family members. Yeah, every wedding should be a, a no kid, yeah. no kid list. <laughs> My old roommate Seth was there. Uh, we lived Very together nice. in Ravenswood, and he and his wife were um, there from uh, Denver. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. So they had people come in from all over. Oh, Ohio, Wisconsin. Well, everyone's from Wisconsin in my friend group. I was going to say. Yeah. I'm shocked you're still here, <laughs> that you came back. I don't like the winters. <laughs> When it snows in May, I'm like, no, I'm good. Okay, and I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I like how your like your mom commented Katie's wedding chicken dance for sure. I feel like Katie's putting that on the no playlist. Katie's already speak. had that yeah. on the no playlist. Yeah. <laughs> but Katie, if you're listening, Cupid Shuffle must be on. Oh yeah, an electric slide. It's just yes, fun. It is. I'm not, now. I'm just picturing your block party this past summer. Was it this past one? Or oh, one yeah, before? we totally did that. Everybody in the middle of the street yeah, doing it. Everyone loves See, it. Everybody gets involved. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm, what you need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, a fun week in politics. Uh, we had, I think it's the sixth person to ever be expelled from Congress. <laughs> uh, Mr. or Mrs. George Santos, uh, depending on what <laughs> pronoun he chooses to use during the whatever. Um, so we're going to talk about some politics. Um, at 8.30, we do have a guest that's going to be calling in. Uh, the other Meg in my life uh, is going to so call in. So many Megs. So many Megs. But we're we going to chat them. about um, uh, diversity and inclusion uh, mm-hmm. in a new business that we're starting. And uh, we're going to talk about how that's relevant today, mm-hmm. especially in today's politics, and why corporations and municipalities need to be focusing on DEI mm-hmm. as well. But you have something to say about George Santos. Yes. Um, 
he, so he was obviously expelled. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, my first thing, when, <laughs> when you were watching everything going on in the news this week, like what was your first thought when he was on the mic and he was talking, he, he's kind of like leaning towards threatening that if he was to get expelled, because he, he, did, he said he was not resigning, if he was to get expelled, that he was going to put everybody on blast because he said everybody has a past, which is true. I mean, everybody has a past. People make mistakes. I think Russia has a lot of files on a lot of Republicans. Literally, I was sitting yeah. there thinking there are yeah. there are probably folders on every single mm-hmm. person there. And I'm sure you could add Democrats to, oh, to the same thing. We're not... We're not us as Democrats, we're not uh, immune to that. Right. Right. But I'm, I'm sitting there waiting. And I mean, of course, you always want to avoid the drama, but I'm sitting there waiting like patiently for like all of these things to drop. I'm like, I need to know. You know, it's funny. It never drops. Nothing does. But no, OK, so this is what I'm thinking. Well, on the others is what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But everything dropped on George Santos. Yeah, everything did. I mean, <laughs> he literally they were escorting has, him out of the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he literally has a 23 count federal indictment going mm-hmm. against him. And that was something. And I mean, there was there was a lot of a lot of different crimes. Like Which he's really there. winning because Donald Trump has 91 indictments. So, I mean, it's. Not, yeah. You know, so I guess 23 is right going now, good. Yeah. But I mean, the 23, it's he's charged with conspiracy, wire fraud. False statements, falsification of records, aggravated identity theft, like credit card. Like, uh, I mean, you're just going down the list of like. Well, and misuse of more than just a past misuse of funds, too. Right. For like Botox only fans. Yeah. He did say he just found out like a couple weeks ago what only fans was when it was brought to his attention. So he didn't realize what it was when he was literally putting his email. (laughs) Credit card. Setting up a password and the credit card. (laughs) And then finding. Don't you have to find certain people? Allegedly, we have to say. Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) And then don't you have to like literally seek out certain individuals? I've never really been on OnlyFans, so I don't know what I've never been on. But I was asking questions about this. I was like, because I thought it was just like a platform you go on, you pay a subscription and then you could just like scroll through or or whatever. Um, But apparently you have to seek out exactly the the exact individual that you're looking for. So you sign up to seek an individual. So he saw some, allegedly saw somebody. Yeah. And then signed up, mm-hmm. used campaign funds or his whatever funds, government yeah. funds, um, and then f- like sought allegedly sought somebody out. Yeah. Then you have to you, you have to find them. So you have to search them and find them, and then you have to subscribe to their content, like content specifically. Oh. So then you're you're paying just for that person. To, well, we like, were paying for that because it's government funding. But, oh, yeah. I thought you meant we were like we were on there. It's like no, no, we weren't. I'm, <laughs> do you not know me? I am a cheap person. I would never pay for anything. Like yeah, right. <laughs> I said I, we as a collective. Yes, constituency <laughs> of right. the United States. So <laughs> we are <laughs> we are paying for them to do this. Um, but yeah, so you're going to seek this person out and then you're going to subscribe to their content. Okay. Um, and then you get to see like, I guess, hidden pictures or, or whatever's going on on their page, whatever. They're... I, I, again, I don't. I, uh, I'm never, well, never going to pay for that. So but then I, I was like, okay, and everything that we've ever done, we're like, you know, even with like Donald Trump having like his stuff, we're like, well, let's subscribe to see what it is. Oh. But then this OnlyFans thing, and I was like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to subscribe to see what it is. When you said when you said all the things we've done, I thought you were going to suggest we do an OnlyFans. I was like, no, nobody would pay for that <laughs> at all. You never know. We're trying to get on TikTok, you and ne- that's it, yeah. <laughs> Which, Ramaslami, would you hate that. <laughs> oh, Mr. Ramaslami. Oh, my goodness. Did you watch that debate? Um, I, Between Newsom and DeSant, DeSatan? Yes, I, I did. First off, I'm even I'm confused why that was even a thing. Right. Like, no, neither of them are going to be the 2024 nominee. Correct. So I'm like, why why are we wasting our time? But I mean, I, I couldn't look away. I can't get over there is something. <laughs> it's like when I watch Fox News. I just yeah, can't look away. It's like I can't stop watching this. <laughs> it is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them are going to be, you know, president. And right. it's just... But I couldn't look away. Yeah. But I'm trying. I cannot figure out DeSantis. I think when he first like came out and, you know, he was like in in the spotlight, he had this like presence about him. And like a lot of people did like him. He was like he he almost like demands your attention or commands it. Well, like it's when the you, lifts you know. in his heels. that uh, Well, does those, that. So the, those yeah. are the things that I've been like noticing like lately. I'm like he has 
these little boots <laughs> that they're like they're kind of like witch boots. They kind of uh-huh. yeah. they have huge lifts in there, and <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I'm just picturing all the pictures because that we're now, going off the rails on the show right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> but I did Google that. I did do Google his boots a lot. <laughs> If you look at my search history, I do not want to. DeSantis's okay. boots, yeah. his feet. But it's true, though. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyways, yes. Watching the debates, looking at his face, I, I can't. I, I can't get behind that guy like whatsoever. Well, I, I it, also he's not a popular person. No, right? I, I, he's definitely plummeted. And also, I, I'm going to call into question um, Gavin Newsom's. Judgment for doing a Sean Hannity debate with a Republican because did, it was all you. against California. Like everything California is doing is terrible. Oh, definitely. Everything Florida is doing is great. Yes. What? Yeah, we're like, right. What great comes yeah. from Florida? Uh huh. So I, I, I question. I mean, I, I, I guess I applaud him for going into a, a debate room where he knows that he knows that he has the it doesn't oh, yeah. have the upper hand. Um, and I think and he I did think hold he, his he own. Did pretty good. Yeah, he did. He did pretty well. I was actually yeah. shocked by it. And I was like, okay, I could see this down the line. And also people are like saying like, um, you know, like the economy is in, is in the trash and, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Biden's been failing us and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, you know, California has one of the largest economies in the world. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess everybody's fleeing to, well, he, DeSantis said everybody's fleeing California but he stopped short by saying they're fleeing to Florida because nobody wants to go. To Florida. Yeah, nobody's fleeing to run. <laughs> they're going to like Arizona or Texas or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which also Texas is not a great state. <laughs> Arizona, I love. Um, but uh, it, it like Joe Biden has accomplished a lot of things. Yeah. And I think that we're losing sight of that. Right. We are. I, I think as Democrats, we never concentrate. It's I almost feel like Democrats fall out of the fight. Like they, they do not get out there and push of like, look what we did. So like, I, I, that's a good thing in personal lives, like right. not to like boast about yourself. But when it comes to like politics, like no, you have to constantly be in the headlines of like, look what we did. Yeah. And if you if you go look at the list, I mean, you could pull it up on like WhiteHouse.gov. You look at the list of things that Joe Biden has accomplished. It's a big list. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I did some research. You tell me what. And if I can read through my uh, crossed uh, highlighting from after the wedding last night. Yeah, you you did wonderful. It was, (laughs) it's something. Um, So we had 1.1 million Americans died of COVID-19. And Joe Biden said that he was going to get that under control. And what did he do? He distributed a crap ton of testing mm-hmm. kits and vaccines. Yeah. Shots in arms. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like that that's what you do. Yeah. When he got in office the there leader. was there was no plan for right. any of that. Well, it was denied for how long? Well, and also the previous one uh unfunded the the program that would have been in place to actually address this problem. Right. And did Obama actually come up with that program? Sure did. Yeah. They so literally like handed instantly. him a binder and they were like, if this happens, this is what you do. Yeah. And they were like, no. Wouldn't most people want that? Like, I mean. <laughs> just give me the binder and tell me what to do. Um, I'll look good. It's uh, he created more than 3.2 million jobs um, during the pre-pandemic pink. Mm-hmm. And... Um, sorry, my voice is awful right now. Not a good radio voice. Um, he <laughs> actually, like when, when Russia illegally invaded Ukraine, he mm-hmm. rallied all other nations in NATO and that's a had a unified response. Yeah. And Donald Trump was going to remove us from NATO. Yeah. He was like, I'm out. I want to stand alone. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be a team uh-huh. with anybody. Yeah, Donald Trump also, that's why he was impeached. He withheld funds from Ukraine. Yeah. Um, he was impeached twice because <laughs> he also tried to overthrow the government. Um, and people say that's a $2 trillion federal spending bill, uh, restoring us manufacturing, including chips, inflation reduction act, inflation reduction act, and infrastructure bill. How many infrastructure weeks did we have under Donald Trump? And it was every week. It was really just him sitting in a dump truck screaming at the, yeah, the front lawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at me. I'm in a Tonka. Yeah. Uh, he also did uh, 
not the child tax credit, but mm-hmm. he did a child tax payment or child payment. Um, and <clears throat> instead of like claiming it on your tax returns, you actually just got a check in the mail. That was during the, the, uh, uh, you know how many times rest. I wish I had a bunch of children running around right. during that? Uh-huh. Like, can yeah. I get some of those? Um, and you know who stopped that? Republicans. Because that was going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And then Republicans stopped the funding of that. Because it's like, don't do anything to help the American people. We only give money to corporations or anybody that's lining our pockets. Well, that's the Republican they have no party. They have no problem you know, doing massive like tax cuts and, you know, like whatever to make rich people richer. Well, and, you know, I was going to call it. So I'm on I'm on a no call list for what? a lot of people on um, oh. <laughs> 560 a.m. The Republicans, you know, the, the conservatives. There there are three there be. are three hosts that if they see my name, they won't even take it because they call them out. And it's uh, like me on the daily dance call. Well, I and, can't and answer this one. I think he's. British or something? Sebastian, mm-hmm. I forget his name, Sebastian something. Um, and he was talking about inflation and how inflation is so awful under Joe Biden. And his comment was, inflation, it's just math. And I'm like, so I'm I'm in the car and I'm calling him like, oh, I got this. And of course, he doesn't take my call because he's like, oh, it's Dan the Socialist. And yeah. then they hang up on me. Um, but it's like, yeah, it is math. And it, yeah. it literally... A year ago, gas was a dollar twenty-five higher per gallon. So that is math. Yeah. For- also, Joe Biden does not control the gas prices. Right. That's called OPEC. I, so I was literally just like scrolling here because I have the numbers. Well, I'm not going to find it like right this second, but I have the numbers because that was that was the conversation we recently had that. People think that Joe Biden is the one that is controlling gas prices. And, you, you, I mean, you see the stickers all, all over the gas pumps. I take them off. Of yeah, oh, yeah. I'll yeah. sit there all day and scrape yeah. them off. Yeah. Um, but we we just talked about how, like, Chevron and that had, like, the highest... Um, profits. Profits. Yeah. I could not think. Yeah, words, words, words. We work together. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> we share the same brain. Um, <laughs> highest profits um, ever this past year. Yeah. So it's like how? how well, also, look at CEO pay for Exxon or Shell or BP, and then let's talk about also how we subsidize them to the tune of seven hundred and fifty million dollars or something a year, and we're also paying four or five dollars a gallon at the at the pump. Like it's, that's not how this works. Okay, and I'm also trying to figure out. Well, it's actually how it does work, but it shouldn't yeah, work. Yeah, that's exactly how it yeah, works. Right. I'm trying to think because we had this conversation yesterday. You know. Here, and then you look at like other Democrat, like ran cities. Democratic. Democratic. Don't say Democrat because the Republicans are trying to, to Democrat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Democratic. Let me finish my, okay. right. oh, my words. I'm just saying. <coughs> I'm just trying to help. But um, you look at the the gas pump like yesterday when I was going for gas, it's it's over four dollars a gallon. Yeah. But then you know we have our friend Carlos is here from from Texas, and. In Texas, it's it's two dollars. I know it's just over two dollars a yeah. gallon. So, like, how how is this a thing, and why is nobody bringing this up? That when you look at Republican-ran, you know, cities yeah. or states, uh, gas is so cheap, and yeah. then you look at Democratic, and, sure. and it, it's well, off the charts. I, I don't get it. I, I think you Positive also thing. have to figure. You have to think about population also, mm-hmm. and also. So most of ours is taxes, basically. Yeah. And now I'm not saying that they actually use the tax dollars uh, for gas properly. Um, but look at the the welfare programs in Illinois versus Texas. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're. Again, I don't know if they're using it properly. They're probably not because, you know, Illinois has a tradition of not doing things in the correct way. Yeah. Um, but I don't think folks in, well, we know folks in Texas aren't getting the, the proper services that they should be getting. No, but what, what were we talking about when we broke it down before? Like well, Mitch McConnell's state, they're like number one in like welfare and stuff. And it's like you have like all of these and states. And he's a deficit. That, like, right. He, they give, they take more money from the federal government than they like, then they give. They give. And Illinois, New York, California, everyone hates California. We fund this country. We do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, you can hate us all you want. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 that's, uh, it, we're not going into conspiracy theories, but like when folks want like California to secede, it was like, good luck. 
because <laughs> you see that budget dip yeah, really quickly. Nobody's getting anything yeah, then. <laughs> yeah. One of the largest economies in, all the, in the world. You want them to secede from the country and just be their own thing. Oh, my God. And uh, Tom Hartman talks about this all the time. He said that it, it like Illinois, New York, California, uh, I think he said Colorado and maybe uh, Oregon, maybe, mm-hmm. um, should just secede and just form their own colony, I guess, and uh, just fund themselves, have free health care for everybody, have maternity leave that is not available in other states, have all of the things, and then watch the other states literally just wither away because once you lose all that funding... You you're done. Right then they'll be like Can Kentucky, we get back Mississippi, together? Alabama. They'd be like, oh please come back, New York. We yeah. please we miss you. It's like that X. Uh-huh. <laughs> the X is exactly just crawling it. back. And I don't. I, I, I people don't get that though. No. You know I I don't. Yeah. Um. Anywho, so we got a couple of minutes here, and then we're gonna have our friend Meg on uh, to talk about some diversity inclusion stuff. And uh, but I want to also because I have to say this every week. Um, the election in 2024 is a real thing. Oh, God. People need to And vote. I know people don't love Joe Biden. I didn't love Joe Biden, but I voted for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I, voted, I voted for Elizabeth Warren. I also have Bernie Sanders socks. That's a thing. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to remind folks that uh, the polls are coming out mm-hmm. and... It, I don't I don't really trust the national polls, but um, the local ones in specific states like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, um, because that's what elected Donald Trump. So uh, Donald Trump lost the popular vote by three million in 2016, but still won the presidency because he had seventy nine thousand more votes than Hillary Clinton. In three states. That's wild. I know. That is like, that's wild to think right. about. <laughs> um, what I did, uh, there was a report that was just put out where, um, so voter fraud is not actually a thing. Like, no, you, it's you what, can claim voter fraud, but if you actually look at the numbers, it's It's Republicans just use it as a scare tactic, and well, it's just a headline all the time. It's point zero 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 one percent of the vote, and mm-hmm. then it's always Republicans that are committing voter fraud. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Voter suppression, however, is a thing. That's a thing. And that happened in Detroit, in Milwaukee, and in um, Philadelphia. The three states that Donald Trump Trump won. (laughs) So that's a thing. And it only takes 79,000 votes for a a orange fascist to become president. Yeah. That, so we, that do, that we would all have to live with. <laughs> right. And but and honestly, again, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. like those are key states like Joe Biden was able to turn Georgia, Arizona. I am nervous about Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Michigan. I am. And I'm like holding out hope because Wisconsin has been doing so much better. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding out hope. But I mean, it has to be a big push. But it only takes I know. And mind you, when he I lost, know. when he lost to Joe Biden, he mm-hmm. lost by like eight million votes. Yeah. Plus, Joe Biden won the Electoral College, so that helps. But if he lost by eight million votes, but also won the Electoral College, he would still be president. <laughs> so, it is a very That's real possibility. <laughs> it's a very real possibility that Donald Trump could be the next president, and even if he's in prison, he can still run. Yeah. From prison. So we need to vote. We need to make sure that if you're in a key state, that you check your registration. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you can vote. If you can vote early, do it. Yes. If you can vote by mail, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to say it's f- voter fraud again, but that's not a thing. Not a thing. But I, I think it's an, starting January 1, we're going to be seeing all of these election ads and everything. Yeah. And then somebody on Fox News this morning just called Kamala Harris Camilla. And I was like, no. It's, they it's purposely not. do it. They do that. Well, I, I mean, here we are over here from Salami. <laughs> oh, I can miss. I can. I, that's on purpose. We're not important, so we're allowed to do it. No, he's Rama Salami. <laughs> he's useless as a piece of meat. Put us on television, though, and maybe then we oh. won't. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, Dylan, can we take a quick break? And then we're uh, on our way back. We're going to uh, bring in Meg and we're going to chat about some diversity and inclusion. I can't wait. I know. We'll see you in a minute.
Hello, hello. Welcome back. It is Sunday. You are listening to A Palatini with Dan and... Meg. I am slowly dying right now because I was at a wedding last night. <laughs> with uh, my, I could hear it in your voice. I know. Not not the best radio voice for sure. <laughs> um, but we're here and we're doing it. Yes, we are. Yeah. And we're, we were just talking to Dylan. We're doing Mariah Carey later today. Oh, God. Yes. We're well, going to see concert, Mariah Carey. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That sounded very inappropriate. This is a family show, Matt. Keep it together. Um, you said it at me. I did. Uh, we were just chatting about politics. George Santos is officially out of Congress. Thank God. Um, after spending campaign donor dollars on uh, Botox and OnlyFans. Um, stop laughing at me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Together, so. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it is a reminder to vote in the 2024 election because Donald Trump could actually be our next president if enough people in some key states don't vote or can't vote. So check your registration, check all the things, and we need to. We need to. You know, I, I will. I always quote Stephanie Miller, where it's like, "I will die mad that Hillary Clinton did not win 2016 because she should have. She should have." Three million more people voted for her, yet he still won by 79,000 votes in three key states. So it is a real thing. And so when they're talking about gas prices and milk prices and all that turkey prices, which so people turkeys are, way, are really cheap this year. Some I don't, people what? are way overpaying for turkeys. Yeah, like, they are. Ours was $11. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. Last year, I would say turkeys were pretty expensive. But this year- Well, there was also a bird flu <laughs> that also not, Joe Biden does not have control over. <laughs> I can't. Okay. All right. So we're going to switch gears here and uh, we're going to talk about diversity and inclusion um, in the corporate world, in the federal world, uh, because that is the thing now. When you have uh, topics like book banning, you have folks that are being removed. Our teachers in Florida are not allowed to say the word gay. Um, one of my best friends, Meg, who is the other Meg in my life, mm-hmm. and I started a business called Inclusive Minds Consulting. Yes. And our goal is to um, educate, connect, uh, network folks about the topic of diversity and inclusion um, across the board. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to uh, welcome Meg onto the show. Happy Sunday, Meg. Happy oh, you gotta, Sunday, you gotta, you gotta Dan and other Meg. Good morning, Meg. <laughs> Good morning. So why why did um, we decide to start this business? Um you you are uh, the yeah, so I mean <laughs> when we when we used to work together in corporate America, uh-huh. we did a lot of work with specifically LGBTQIA uh trainings and um we created an ally workshop at our work and and we did do you know Dan and I both took turns as president of what we love to call gay club, which was the LGBT employee resource group. Um, And after we both left the corporate world, so pretty much almost exactly a year ago, it was the day after Thanksgiving a year ago. um, I actually went out, I was out uh, with my mom and her, one of her very good friends and her friend was asking me, you know, Hey, like, I don't, you know, can I ask you some questions? I don't, I don't really know a lot about this stuff. And I want to be able to talk to like my sons about it and, and my grandkids and things. And so she just kind of started out asking me like about my pronouns because I use neutral pronouns. So mm-hmm. that means instead of she and her for me, you would say they or them. And so that's kind of what started the conversation. And we, we spent like hours just going, <laughs> going over stuff. Cause I totally went into like, Oh, you have a question about gay stuff. Like I'm here. Like this is my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm your person. And after, yeah. And, and then we're, we're, this conversation is also happening over like pumpkin spice martinis in like the fancy bar in downtown Antioch where my folks live. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, at the end of that conversation, they were like, kind of just like, you should like do this. Like, why aren't you like, you're really good at this. Why aren't you, you should do this. And I was like, well, you know, my friend Dan and I used to joke that we should just quit our corporate jobs and start, you know, a business where we get to do our gay jobs all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I texted Dan and I was like, Hey, remember we used to joke about this? Well, neither of us are really doing anything. <laughs> We start a company. Okay. And Dan was like, sure. 
I'm always game for starting a company. It's, a, yeah. it's Dan's thing. Yeah, Dan's really good at starting companies. Yeah. So, okay. uh, <laughs> that um, was really, you know, it's something we talked about for so long. Uh, and then, yeah, I that that was like the impetus for actually getting it started. But it's something that... Well, and one of the things you know, that you and I discussed in, in, because it's cool to start a company, but then it has to be profitable at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, the LGBT community, they have, I, I, I just looked it up now, the estimated um, from Bloomberg as of October 2023 is $3.9 trillion in purchasing power. And I was going to so, say, I know it's around three or four trillion. Yeah, it used to be two. So we're so apparently that we're all coming out of the closet or something. <laughs> um, but like it's it, so but it makes sense for companies to not only market to, but also um, have an accepting environment uh, for their employees. Right. Mm-hmm. And and <clears throat> exactly. we're, also, we're very brand specific right so like you're never going to see me at a chick-fil-a you're never going to see me at a hobby lobby if i am there i'm going to be um switching the num- the letters Re- to, rearranging all this yeah. biden and kamala or camilla if you're on fox news um but it's true though right the, the, and, and and you and i both know this when we were working at at the insurance company like dollars make sense mm-hmm. and that's a thing <laughs> And you need to be yeah. you need to be focusing on individuals, not just from a profit perspective, but also um, making sure that people want to spend money with your company. You know, yeah. exactly. And and it's yeah, it, and it's not just from a purely like here's how to market to the LGBT community, which is you know definitely something we cover. Um, but it's also like. How do you, if, if you're supporting your LGBTQIA employees properly and like giving them a safe and welcoming and open environment where they're, you know, not having to worry about if, if they're out of that work or things like that, A, you're going to get more productive and happy workers, but you're also going to get workers that are more loyal to your company and, and want to help you out. And I think right. like a great example of this is, you know, when when we were at the insurance company, mm-hmm. um, we we had members in our group that raised the issue of, hey, some states are allowing a third gender now on driver's licenses, mm-hmm. and none of the other companies were like on top of that when it was happening. But that was something that was like escalated up through our LGBT employee research group, and we were able to get you know employees that were in those states and and help you know, work through, like, how are we going to change our policies so we're not blindsided by this? Right. Mm-hmm. And and I remember that conversation, and it was something a lot of people were like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> right. Well, and it's also like and, when we were in um, opening new satellite offices in various states, and then once you know who got elected, um, <laughs> Tammy, who's a very good friend of ours who passed away, uh, wrote, we wrote an uh, an email that I got I got chastised for, um, but uh, it was basically like you are you are seen, you are heard. If you live in a state like North Carolina, like just know that you work for a company that is working to protect you. Like you're good, and people that. were. I we oh I got I got yelled at by so many people, but whatever, it's fine. Um, but that's the, that's the type of thing that we want to to do, right? We want to make sure that that people that work for corporations know that they are seen, heard, and valued. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, Dan, you know this, but I still have some emails that I got when we worked there, and in the early days, like when we took over the ERG. You know, we we kind of took it from more of a social thing to a business resource for the company. Correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we did at, at least you know a little bit. It wasn't a but social group I, anymore. I, we actually added value. to Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and when we when we implemented the first ally training, so that was something we created that we would just do like a one hour online webinar that any employee could attend. That was basically like. How to how to be an ally 101, like super basic. Yeah. We're going to go through LGBTQIA and explain what all that means and like how you can help 
and things like that. And then we created these magnets that had like the pride flag and either said proud or said ally. And we sent them out to different offices um, to hand out to their folks and people could have them up. And I started getting emails and I still have a bunch where like there was one, one guy who was from one of our Southern offices who was like, I've been working at this company for 20 years. And yesterday is the first time that I told anyone at work about my husband. Um, because I've, I've been scared, but like we had a director come down and tell us about the ally training that the group created and all these people have like little pride flags now. And I had no idea that like it was safe enough for me to come out. And now I do. Yeah. And so for that, it was really just the change of having more visibility and having one person in leadership say, Hey, like this ally training is important. I think our team should do this. And this person who had, had not been telling his colleagues that he was married for like wow. 20 years finally felt safe enough to tell them and i just you know that's my favorite email um i still have it because it it just it made my heart so full of like yeah we're definitely doing the right thing and this work is needed because sometimes i get that too where people you know we hear this a lot i'm sure you hear this a lot with like why does everybody have to be gay nowadays and like oh god i don't mind gay people but you literally you know, why do they have the to time. talk about it all the time but it's also like okay so it's like it's not just everybody's just becoming gay right now i think it, and yeah. again i watch i watch the view a lot because i love the view joy behar my girl, 81. She looks fabulous. Um, but Sarah Haynes made a comment. It's like, it's not that just people are becoming gay. It's a, They're feeling more comfortable coming out. Yeah, they could talk about it where it was closeted for right. so many years because it was looked down upon. But then and now people you suffer in silence. But then you go to a state like Florida or Texas and then you got, it, then you're scared to come out. Right. You know, yeah. it's crazy to think because it's like happy, healthy people are productive. So you think in corporations, you think in corporations, they would actually want their employees to be happy and healthy and accepted. So Meg, because there's so much data. Yeah. The two Megs in my life are the brains behind everything. I'm just the pretty face. (laughs) Um, So Meg, the the percentage of uh, efficiency or productivity that is lost by people that are not feeling welcome in their work environment? What is that? Do you know that off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, I do not okay. know that number. Well, but I want to say website between... and you can look it up. <laughs> you, it's, I was saying, I put it on our website. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the thing, right? When you're, and we know this, we have the, we have the data, we have the information. Mm-hmm. Like it is, we know that this is a real thing, right? When people don't feel like they uh, can can be safely themselves at work, they're not going to be productive because so much of their brain power is spent, you know, keeping their secrets, right? Imagine Mm -hmm. how much more effective you'd be if you didn't have to worry about that. Um, One of my favorite, like, graphs that I've seen when talking about, like, well, why is everyone gay now all of a sudden is a graph of it's people with cases of left-handed people after teachers stopped trying to teach kids that you have to use your right hands to write. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it skyrocketed. And it's like, it's not that there were all of a sudden like more left-handed people in the world. We just stopped telling left-handed people that it was wrong to be left-handed. Right. We stopped and, suppressing and, it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We stopped, we stopped suppressing it. Like yeah. it's, it's, it, it just, I don't know. That's one of my favorite questions because I feel like when you actually get to sit and talk to someone about it, it's pretty easy to be like, Oh, Oh yeah, okay. I guess not everything's gay. <laughs> right, yeah, right. I guess exactly. I guess it's not like exploding. Uh, and it's, you not... know, one of the oh, you no, go on. I was just gonna say one of the big things too with the work that we're starting with Inclusive Minds is it's not just about corporations and helping them, you know, make a profit and helping employees be happy, but we're also hoping to reach out to educators and start working with like school boards and hopefully helping, you know, train teachers up and things like that on how to, you know, how to talk to your LGBT students and such. And, you know, what the reason I'm bringing that up is because that's one of the things I hear a lot too, is like, well, all of these young people, like they're all gay and they're all trans. Right. And like, it's, it's so crazy that it's all of them. And I'm like, when I think back to, you know, when I was like in high school, like I didn't have those words. Like I didn't have, I didn't even know the word for transgender, let alone, 
you know, non-binary or anything like that. And so, like, when I went off to college, like, I thought something was wrong with me. You know, like, I remember having, like, meltdowns and, like, crying and being like... also, I kind of want to be a boy, but annoying, so <laughs> yeah, I also, yeah, I also went to high school in Antioch, which yeah. didn't help. But, but that's the thing, you know, you're not surrounded but, by anything and it's not talked about. So you don't know, like I came out later in life because it was like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. I <laughs> yeah, didn't it's like know. You, didn't, yeah. you don't know. How, yeah. You didn't know. And you didn't know how to talk about it. Right. And you didn't know if it was safe. And like, I was pretty openly, like I had a girlfriend in high school and it was never really like a secret from anybody, but a lot of the gender stuff, I just had no words to talk about it. So I really thought something was like wrong with me. And like, I don't want any kid to ever feel, (laughs) ever feel like that again. And so, you know, that's a big part of it too, is like, how do we help the adults in kids' lives uh, to be able to help their kids and like talk to them about stuff? I think that that's a key component too, is um, we want to do corporate work, um, and that's what we are offering. We're doing executive coaching. We are doing workshops. We are doing policy reviews for HR. We are doing employee training. That's things that we offer. But it is the key component of, because this is Giving Tuesday mm-hmm. week, right? The Tuesday after Thanksgiving is Giving Tuesday. Um, and we want to also make sure that we're giving our time to help what Meg just said, like kids, like making sure that they are safe, they feel safe, they yeah. feel, you know, like, and that's that's a really key thing, right? And especially when you're in a developmental state and you don't know what's going on and people are telling yeah. you what should be going on. And it's like, no, there's actually, it's a whole world out there, you yeah. know? And but, people are different and we should embrace everybody. Right. Exactly right. Well, and everyone's, and again, bringing it back to the business, you know, when you bring a bunch of people who have very diverse backgrounds and yeah. diverse interests and, and, and knowledge together, like you're always going to get better ideas. And that's a big part of it, too, is like not only is, you know, t- taking, taking the time to make sure your LGBTQIA uh, employees are safe and happy and protected, like not only is that going to... Um, increase like the retention that you have of employees. So like decreasing turnover, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but also like it makes people more loyal. It makes them want to do their jobs more. And again, the more like diverse backgrounds and thoughts and ideas you have, the better, you know, brainstorming sessions you're going to have, the the more ideation is going to be happening. Because if you've just got like 20 people who are basically the same person in a room, like, you're probably not going to get like a lot of new ideas. Right. Like, you can expand so your it, horizons. It really behooves them. Yeah, it's like it. You know, and I think I think a lot of companies. Um, you know, when we first decided to start this business, like my dad was like, "You got to go now. Like now is the time. Yeah. <laughs> like people need this now. So yeah. get it started immediately." Um, because people are realizing it, and we're seeing so much more of like large corporations, you know, getting uh, DEI officers and things like that. So it. You know, it's it's happening. It's just mm-hmm. I'd like to see it happen faster, yeah. uh, and I and I'd like to see it happen in in a in a way that is thoughtful and comprehensive. You know, anybody can be like, don't discriminate, but it's like, how do you do that? Right? Like a lot of people, you know, will say like, oh, I love you know, I love my gay coworker. He's the best, but I have no idea what to do if somebody. Right is homophobic towards him. And so like, that's one of the things we offer in our trainings too, is like, how how do you speak up? What's like, what are ways to do it? And like, how do we practice that together so that we're comfortable speaking out? Because that's the thing too, right? It's scary to stand up to people. And that's, I mean, my biggest thing I always tell clients and friends and things is just like, practice it. Just practice it. Practice it with your friends. If you're having trouble with pronouns, just like practice it by yourself. Just it's repetition, you know. But it's but it's yeah. I think like bystander intervention and training. I know it's uncomfortable for folks to speak out, but also think about how uncomfortable it is for somebody to just be in the room if they are being misgendered or you know like that. But exactly, it's it's uncomfortable to say, "Hey, that's not cool. You can't say that." But it's also yeah. way I mean, more uncomfortable to be the person in the room. Suffering in that moment, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, 
and 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 Danny, you know, you know, this used to happen to me all the all the time. And it's like, I have my pronouns in my email signature. I have them like on my name in the Zoom screen. Like it really didn't matter. I would just get misgendered left and right all of the time. And it was so life changing for me when I got a manager who was like oh, no, no, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. Because I didn't, like, correct people at work a lot. You know, like, I had a you know, important job, but I was, like, not high up enough that, that I felt like girl, I could be correcting people. Was that our girl, Lori Sandbach? Um, it was actually Christina, but no, Lori was also but Lori amazing. Is. Lori was Lori, the one who told, yes. like, you didn't have to wear a wig anymore, too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I don't have to wear a wig. We I love didn't, Lori. you know, Shout have to keep my piercings out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my little baby self when I first got into corporate America had like neon orange hair, and so I was wearing like a brown wig and stuff. And she was like, <laughs> "I'll protect you. Like you don't have to wear that thing." Fantastic. <laughs> but Lori, my, was, Lori was but, like the mother oh. to everybody. Like she just she's like, "You're mine now, and I will protect you." <laughs> do you, Dan, do you want to tell your favorite um, story about our magnets, and Lori? <laughs> Oh, yes. About okay. the pride magnet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when Meg and I were at Allstate, uh, we we uh, bought a crap ton of magnets. So mm-hmm. you could have like an ally the, uh, yeah. a rainbow magnet or a pride magnet, and you put it on your cubicle type, your, uh, or whatever, your filing cabinet on your cubicle. And uh, one, of, one of our boss's coworkers goes up, and she goes, do you want to tell me something? And Lori goes, what? And she goes, who's Allie? Because she had the ally <laughs> rainbow. And Lori, and Lori has this, in, we, we heard it down the aisle, because Lori has this infectious laugh, and it's hilarious. And as soon as, she's like, who's Allie? And she goes, oh my God. And then I think she gave her an ally magnet, and then she put it I on her. I think she did, yeah. Yeah, so there we go, yeah. Yeah. And then I gave my mother yeah, one. So, so my mother who works who used to work at Wintrust Bank had an Allstate Pride Ally magnet on her cubicle at Wintrust Ally Bank. Ally sounds fun. So, yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs an Ally. <laughs> Everybody could use an Ally. <laughs> but you know, it's I don't know. I love that. And yeah, I guess I've been lucky. I've had a lot of very good managers. But, but Meg, that's, um, that's a good the, point though. It it like so Lori who she's probably she's not watching right now, but um she will at some point. Maybe she's um, that magnet alone. <laughs> that magnet alone spiked the conversation, which I think is key. Exactly. You know, that, and, that's, like, and again, that's yeah. that's what all of it's about, right? Is like, how do we start those conversations? How do we have them? Do we need to have them? You know, like it's. they're big conversations but they're also just very human conversations you know like and and the way we try to reframe it too is it's like one of the one of the exercises that we do that I think is really um excellent uh that I learned from you know having a million workshops over the years but um is we will ask people you know write down like three like write down like the most important person in your life and like your favorite thing and your favorite activity. And now try to have a conversation with the person next to you for the next minute about what you did this week without mentioning any of those things. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. And it makes, you know, and it really, really makes you sit and think about like, oh yeah, you know, ha- like if you've never thought about it before and you're like, oh yeah, my queer colleagues like, can't even be honest about their weekend because they don't want to out themselves if they like have a partner or whatever. Um, And I think, again, a lot of people just don't realize like how much it impacts every minute of your life. Right. Not like being gay doesn't impact every minute of your life, but being afraid (laughs) to slip (laughs) up and share something, you know, and especially, you know, especially with like, the, the absolutely banana. We don't have time to get into the absolutely bananas stuff that's going on in America with like transgender rights right now, which is you know, right. And as a trans is- person, it's so scary. It's so so scary. And like my partner and I have had to have conversations about like what what are we going to do if <laughs> if this gets worse? I've right. I literally had a conversation with my husband of like, if I get hate crime murdered, <laughs> here's yeah. how to avenge me. You know, and right. that's like a real, it's a conversation. Like, it that, a like, right. It's a conversation because it's a reality and it's a conversation yeah. that, you know, needs to be had. But like with everything, I mean, 
so obviously this is a necessity. Um, how do people contact you, you guys for, you know? Oh, well, you can go to our website, inclusivemindsconsulting.com, um, or our Facebook page. And- or our Instagram. Or Instagram. Um, we're, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and, and Twitter. And, and yeah, inclusivemindsconsulting.com is the website. Um, we're offering free 30-minute consultations right now. Mm-hmm. So anyone who goes to the website, uh, there's, there's a little link there that you can book a free consultation with us. And we'll just, you know, we want to learn about your company, your work. Um, and what your needs are, and and then we formulate a plan. Um, A big part of what we're doing, too, is, like, we want everything we do to be individual to the companies we're working for because every company is different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We can tailor a solution to each company, Um, and that's really... Well, that's fantastic. I mean, the Megs in my life are... Fabulous. That's just that. We are pretty fabulous. I'm honored to be one of your Megs. If Absolutely. If your name is not Meg, we can no longer be friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. And just stop someday it's going to be like cool slang. Like someday yeah. that's going to be slang. Because I, I have faith that Dan will be famous someday. I'm like, oh, someday the kids are going to be like, oh yeah, that's my Meg. And it's going to mean like coolest, hottest trend ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, you guys have so. higher opinions of myself than... <laughs> Um, no, no. So, Meg, I really want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, yes, it thank is, you. Uh, inclusivemindconsulting.com if you want to uh, check us out. Um, I am. I always love starting new adventures with my favorite people. Yes. And uh, so we offer all of the things, corporate uh, consulting, executive coaching, supplier diversity, as Meg mentioned, municipalities um, and schools. Um, it's, it's Policy review. Uh, yeah. like Right. Whatever you See, mean. Again, many, We're not lawyers, though. That's important. Well, that's why I always just say allegedly. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, there you go. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in and uh, explaining thank the business. You. And uh, uh, check us out on social media and our website. Um, Meg, I love you so much. Thanks, Meg. I love you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. Talk to you soon. Uh, we are wrapping up the show here. Um, Ooh, we have to throw out um, December 15th yes. from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. We are hosting another uh, drag show at Greasy O'Malley's yep. in Portage Park. Well, it's Greasy O'Malley's Six Corners. Yeah. Um, so everybody get on our website and purchase your tickets. Yeah. We'd like to see everybody come out and, and support. And then uh, for your cocktail today, uh, it's just a basic brandy old-fashioned. You need some bitters, two orange slices, two maraschino cherries. Maraschino. <laughs> I always said that. Uh, one sugar cube, two ounces of brandy, a 7-Up or Sprite if you want, and garnish it with the cherry. Not, I'm not going to say that again. And then you can garnish it with the orange slice. So that's your old-fashioned on this cold, rainy Sunday. This is a Palatini with Dan. And Meg, and we're going to go do Mariah Carey today. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see Mariah Carey. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>